Hey, chiropractors, welcome to Modern Chiropractic Mastery with your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing, business, and professional growth with some of the leading experts in the industry. Welcome to another episode. In this one, I am interviewing Dr. Cliff Tao, and I'm excited to touch on a topic that's new to this podcast. You know, this is modern chiropractic mastery, and we talk about all kinds of things, marketing, business, communications, finances, clinical, and now some radiology. Uh, Dr. Cliff Tao is a chiropractic radiologist based in Orange County, California. Uh, he specializes in the professional interpretation of spine and musculoskeletal imaging with plain film, MRI, and computed CT. Dr. Tao reads diagnostic imaging studies for a variety of doctors, including chiropractors, osteopathic physicians, and medical physicians. I asked him to come on this show because, again, it, it's a topic we haven't spoke a lot about. Um, I think as a lot of evidence-informed chiropractors, we're not sure what we should do, you know, as far as imaging, and we, we dive into a little bit of that. Uh, if you do have imaging, having someone that does your reads for you, what that process looks like to give you some support. I think sometimes some really good sports chiropractors would like to have x-ray, but they're worried about having to read all of them. And so uh, docs like Cliff, he, he really can help fill that void for you. And we just dive into a lot of things, uh, radiology, and we go off on some different topics around that. And it was a, a very good conversation. I really enjoyed it. He's uh, done a ton for the profession. A lot of you know who he is. And he's, he's just a valuable resource. I think that's something uh, I got from this as well. Um, just extremely valuable resource. And, and we dive into things, radiology. And if you don't have x-ray or, uh, you know, you, and you don't plan on it, we still talked about things that's going to benefit you as a practitioner. And so it was a very wide-ranging and great conversation with Dr. Cliff Tao. And here is our conversation. All right. Welcome to the episode, Cliff. I really appreciate your time. I just gave you a nice little introduction, give an audience a background, kind of an overview. But before we dive in, I'd love to hear about yourself personally and professionally, and then we'll start talking about some uh, radiology and certain things like that. Sure, Kevin. Thanks for having me, by the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, you know, I, I don't know if there's much more uh, to say. I'm, uh, my name is Cliff Tao. I've uh, been in radiology practice for, uh, I think, about 19 years now. Um, and it's uh, in the beginning, there was, you know, a little bit of a patient practice, uh, not my own practice, but I would fill in for uh, colleagues, friends of mine. Mm -hmm. uh, I also taught part-time at LACC, which is uh, just up the freeway from me. It's about 40 minutes away. Um, so I kind of did all three for a little while. Um, I started teaching CE early on as well. And, mm -hmm. uh, but then now it's, it's all uh, full-time radiology. Uh, I don't have a patient practice. Uh, this is my office, a, mm -hmm. a small <laughs> 10 by 10 room in, in, in my house. And that's is where all our radiology stuff kind of, I call it kind of like the hub. Everything comes in here. We send it out. It comes back. Um, thankful for, <laughs> for being online and, and the internet every single mm -hmm. day. Um, personally, uh, you know, I'm uh, married. My, my wife uh, now works from home. She's mm -hmm. right on the other side of that door, actually. <laughs> and uh, she works for uh, our city, city of Irvine, which is in Southern California. 
Uh, we've been married uh, seven or eight years. We have a son who's six years old. And right now we're uh, a little nervous. I, I mean, we were talking online earlier, but, uh, you know, I never realized these things as a six-year-old that, mm-hmm. oh, it's a big deal to start public school in, in a few yeah. weeks. So that's our, oh. our big thing right now. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, that's a big, that's a big transition. And so, uh, you know, thanks for hopping on the show here. I wanted to dive into this topic. I was, I was want to reach out to you because I was fascinated by it, especially for my audience, because I think there's a lot of information out there uh, that they need and in, in certain things that they may be confused about. Right. And I, I think there's even this, um, you know, maybe hindrance for some chiropractors to have x-ray on site, even though they know it would be a need for them, but they're maybe concerned about reading the images or the mistakes that can go along with that potentially. And so I wanted to dive into some of that and and other topics. But before we do that, can you give us just a a little bit of, you know, where we're at in the world of uh, chiropractic radiology, as you're seeing it, some of the advancements, some of the uh, exciting things coming just a, just a little bit of an overview of what's, what's happening in that space. Sure. Kevin, um, you know, I, when I first started practice, uh, you know, I had this, um, well, I guess I didn't know, you know, what, what is chiropractic radiology versus just radiology or, you know, medical radiology. And I kind of saw them as, as the same thing, you know, they're just Mm -hmm. pictures of people and, uh, we take them and, or we order them, we look at them, but, um, you know, I recently did, a a webinar earlier this year for the WFC and they suggested the topic of chiropractic imaging, you know, what's unique about it. And, and then I started just thinking just, you know, through my own experience, it's not published anywhere. And, you know, it, it really is, it really is unique, you know, for, for better or for worse. Um, uh, it is unique. And so, uh, so some of the things unique to chiropractic uh, radiology is that it's, it's, it's a small sliver of, of radiology in general, you know, uh, of, of diagnostic imaging, it's mostly x-ray, but, you know, a lot of us use uh, other modalities, MRI, CT, what have you. Um, it's mostly of the spine and maybe secondarily, we have joints, uh, musculoskeletal or orthopedic imaging. Uh, but a lot of the uniqueness comes from the imaging that occurs within the chiropractic office. And uh, probably not so much for your audience. Um, uh, It may be useful to know that, um, you know, a lot of my practice is reading for chiropractors that are, uh, I don't want to say non-evidence-based, but, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, more the vitalistic or subluxation crowd. And as you can imagine, a lot of the views they do uh, are not standard views. And, uh, you know, that's something I had to get used to, Uh, you know, we like to have names attached to certain views. And um, so, you know, uh, unconventional views uh, and typically the image quality is, is not on par with uh, medical imaging. And, you know, a lot of that is due to our hardware limitations. We don't have the, the same, you know, nice, big, beefy x-ray machines, but a lot of it is due to operator error or uh, unawareness uh, as well. Um, I don't know if this is a, uh, funny to you, but it was uh, funny slash frustrating. 
uh, and angry <laughs> to me uh, and to a bunch of other DAC bars that I shared it with. But I recently got a, a question from one of my clients. Um, well, I'll, I use the term loosely. I, I think I might hear from him once a year or so. Yep. And he emailed me, Kevin, and he's like, hey, doc, uh, you know, do you have a chart that um, that converts MA to MAS? And I don't know how familiar you are with, with X-ray, but MA is, is milliamperage, uh, you know, this amount of current that goes through the, the tube and, and S is for seconds. And, uh, you know, literally it's, it's just MA and seconds. It's a multiplication thing. You don't even, I mean, you could have a table, but you could just take the one nanosecond to multiply your MA by the time you're doing. Mm -hmm. So I said that, and it was very, uh, uh, I guess, groundbreaking for him. I'm like, <laughs> how, you know, so I don't understand, I, you know, how these people have survived for so long. Not everyone is like that, obviously, but yeah. um, so, that, you know, that, that kind of, you know, speaks a little bit into, you know, how uh, the quality of our imaging just is not the same as uh, maybe what we're used to seeing in hospital or yeah. medical center imaging. And it's tricky, uh, you know, obviously it's gotta be tricky. Like you said, you're, you're not getting maybe the technical skill of shooting the x-rays as it mm -hmm. should be, or the equipment's old. And so you got to deal with, with some of those uh, things. Now, if you have a client that's that you're working with and, and they send you reads and all that, do you guide them sometimes on, maybe when imaging is indicated or, you know, if there is a positioning issue or a technical skill issue, do you, do you guide them a little bit on that as well? A little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of like a, a free service uh, yeah. that we provide uh, and mostly because I don't really know how to charge for it other than my time. And then I yeah. feel like, Oh, uh, you know, they probably don't want to pay me 300 an hour for this advice. Um, and actually we have a, um, I mean, I don't think many people know this, but we have a, a rad tech that's just a friend of mine and who is mm -hmm. very interested in, in chiropractic radiology. And she's offered her service and she's an orthopedic x-ray tech that's mm -hmm. worked, you know, at major uh, hospitals and stuff like that. And so a wealth of knowledge yeah. and she's offered her, you know, technical advice for free. Oh. Um, and so I'll, I'll recommend her to um, several chiropractors that I think could use a refresher on, on positioning or imaging. Mm -hmm. um, but almost every time, uh, well, the chiropractor will say that they are open to it, but then uh, there's no change in their, <laughs> their image quality. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's because they're limited by their hardware mm -hmm. or there's some, uh, you know, fallout with a com communication with, with my tech or, or whatever. Yeah. So um yeah, I mean, I would love it if, if the image quality was was superb, um, mm -hmm. but uh, in my experience, it, it does not happen very often. Yeah, I can see that being a problem. Actually, I before I um, bought my office space, I actually ran my practice out of an orthopedic group. And even mm. before that, I ran it out of another orthopedic group, both very good size ones. And they had you know great x-ray machine. They had a full-time radiology tech. It was a good setup for me too, because I would be able to have them shoot it. I would pay them X amount to do it. Mm -hmm. and, and it was really nice. Uh, obviously, it's not necessarily feasible for many chiropractic practices to have that full-time rad tech, uh, but it definitely, definitely helps. But I, th I think, you know, if, if, if chiropractors are going to have x-ray on site, taking that step to make sure that the hardware is good and the 
technical skill is good is not that hard. I know financially it can be expensive to get the digital x-ray with all the bells and whistles, but mm-hmm. um, over time, it's going to, it's definitely going to serve you. Now we kind of did some pre-chatting a little bit and we talked about some of the, you know, the confidence and psychology of, of actually reading x-ray and how that could potentially be a hindrance for the chiropractor having x-ray on site even though, you know, I work, I work with a lot of chiropractors. They do a ton of sports injuries. They do some auto accidents. They do other types of potential trauma stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and so the demand for x-ray on site would be there, but they just have this kind of block of, you know, the, the confidence of reading. Uh, can you speak to that a little bit? Uh, you know, that's, that's a good question. And I don't know if I have the answer. Um, I think that that is, probably one thing, you know, I mean, we were all trained in chiropractic school to, to read x-rays, at least, you know, fundamentally and, you know, had some practice in our internship and uh, maybe early on in an associateship or something. But um, yeah, I I think that's, that's one thing, you know, that just, we don't have the confidence uh, and maybe, you know, sometimes I don't even like the word confidence because that doesn't necessarily imply competence. So that's good. good. Yep. (laughs) Um, and actually what, what, one of our, uh, older DAC bars, John Taylor, mm-hmm. he's kind of like yep. our grandfather. And, uh, he's like, you know, uh, in his experience, he says, you know, the more confidence you have, the, the less competence you have. So mm-hmm. at, at least in radiology interpretation. So to him, it, it seems like it's an, almost an inverse relationship, uh, and maybe, uh, related to your years in practice. So it just, mm-hmm. you know, is a probably a, a little bit concerning. Uh, but, you know, I think a, another thing is just cost, you know, I, I think for the typical or, or average chiropractor, you know, putting an x-ray in your office, it, it's got to be worth it, right? I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, you don't want it to be an expense, uh, but that's very hard to do, I think, in an evidence-based practice, because you're not x-raying up the wazoo uh, every, you know, person that walks into your office, um, so it's, it's hard. And especially in, in some States that there's, you know, increased regulation, like in California, if you have an X-ray, you, there's all these tests that you have to run on it. Uh, well, actually, um, maybe not anymore. That was with, uh, non-digital X-ray. You had to run these daily tests on it gotcha. and it becomes a, a barrier to having the X-ray in your own, own office. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, th- there are certain ways to do it. Um, sometimes when I consult with chiropractors who are thinking about having x-ray or, or they have it and they want to make it worthwhile. I, I almost preface by saying, well, you can't really see it as a, um, an income stream. It's, it's more, I I mean, I hate to say this, but you kind of have to think of it. uh, I think like the, the, uh, vitalistic crowd, Mm -hmm. you know, they use it as a, almost like an educational or or marketing tool um, to increase patient compliance. And, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that uh, or not blatantly wrong, at least, you know, so (laughs) to be be debated, (laughs) to be debated. Yeah. So, um, uh, so there's, there's those two things, you know, confidence Mm -hmm. in reading the x-rays, the barrier in in just getting the the space and, and making it worthwhile. Um, uh, and there was a third one I was going to mention, but now, uh, I forget what it was. Maybe it'll come back to me later. Yeah. Yeah. No worries. You know, it seems like obviously, you know, your vitalistic crowd is probably x-raying everybody. 
the evidence informed crowd, which is is, is our audience, uh, mm-hmm. not going to be X-raying everybody. Obviously, there was the ACA guidelines that came out and supported that in a lot of ways, and obviously ruffled feathers in in, in a lot of ways <laughs> as well. Um, but I do I do have a lot of clients I work with who have practices that would very much need X-ray. Again, you know, if you run a heavy I've got some good friends that are evidence-informed practices that do mostly MVAs, right? Or work comp. And, mm-hmm. and so those are scenarios where, you know, most likely you're going to want to have a good x-ray unit and, and you probably will get reimbursed fair enough to where it makes sense. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, I think I've got some colleagues that are really great sports chiropractors that are, they're, they're becoming almost like um, conservative orthopedists in a sense where they get so many patients that new patients that come in with even semi-traumatic sports injuries. And so they x-ray is great for them. They don't look at it as a moneymaker. They just look at it as a, a cost of doing business or, or a necessity of doing business. And ultimately, you know, it does drive business for them because they uh, are able to see that type of uh, patient base, right? And right. so there, there definitely is the, the need for evidence-informed chiropractors, probably not as much for the other side. All right, docs, here is a new opportunity for you from Darcy Sullivan of Propel. She is our SEO specialist in helping out many chiropractors uh, with their search engine optimization and making sure Google is finding you and getting you new patients. It's amazing how many new patients chiropractors can get and are getting when they do uh, the SEO right and a few other things. And Darcy is offering a free SEO workshop just for chiropractors, and you can sign up for that at bit.ly bit.ly slash propel mcm that is bit.ly bit.ly propel mcm modern chiropractic marketing right and so check out that link and we're going to have you go over five seo secrets to owning the first page of google uh, without buying ads and darcy's going to give that free workshop one hour to really help grow your practice and start churning new patients from the ever mighty Google, which is still king in the online marketing. So check that out at bit.ly slash propel MCM for the one hour free workshop. Hey doc, are you moving office spaces or you're a startup with your own new space or you're like me where you need renovations because it's starting to look a little worn after about 10 years like ours is? Um, Crossfields Chiropractic Office Design is here to elevate you wherever you're at and they're going to help maximize your space and flow. They're going to really help attract and retain patients and this is going to have a great ROI on your investment when you increase that patient experience. So check out Chiropractic office designs by Crossfields. And we have a special link for modern chiropractic marketing listeners. And that is www.chiropracticofficedesign.com slash Kevin dash Christie. And with that, you're going to have discounts. We're going to have direct links to a mega bundle of free resources, and you can check them out and you can get 15 of our most popular floor plans, five phase checklist for a startup office, five point designer checklist to evaluate your current office image and there's 30% off on all online products when you go to www.chiropracticofficedesign.com slash Kevin dash Christie. What are some of the things I'd love to hear kind of some, you know, a story or two on reads you did for chiropractors that really 
was like game changer. You know, you found something, you know, like I'd love to hear a story like that if you could. Oh, uh, yeah, we get them regularly. Um, one that it just comes to my mind. Um, it was a, uh, uh, I, I want to say he's in thirties or forties. He was a teacher with elbow pain and well, uh, you know, I don't remember the chiropractor. Um, Oh, Troy, you don't have to mention him. Okay. <laughs> Probably not. Maybe. Uh, well, he did give me permission to share the case. Oh, but, there you go. Then you can do it. For sure. Um, banker, Branker. And uh, that, that sounds terrible. I don't know my, my own clients names, but, uh, not as important in radiology as it is in, in regular <laughs> clinical chiropractic practice. But uh, it was a, he was a teacher, but I think he taught in Mexico or something. Um, so he must have been in, in a border town or something. And uh, this uh, patient came up to him with elbow pain, but had already seen, you know, one or two doctors, I, I think medical physicians in Mexico had an x-ray and um, based off the x-ray, they said he had a tumor. And, and, and they recommended he go see a surgeon and he, mm -hmm. he didn't like that diagnosis. So he got a second opinion and the second opinion said uh, from another uh, medical doctor in Mexico said, Oh no, that's, that's a benign cyst. Um, you know, that may or may not be causing your pain. And when he went to see uh, Dr. Branker or banker, um, he recommended he get further imaging. Um, so he went back to Mexico and he got a CT and then that's when I got everything. I got the x-rays uh, and the CT scan of his elbow. And I said, well, I don't see a tumor. I don't see a cyst. I'm not sure what they're talking about, but it could be this. It's, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the lateral elbow. You know, it looks like there's a, a teardrop shaped cyst. It's more lucent. Um, okay. I mean, you might even call it a pseudo tumor, uh, but it's the medial epicondyle and it's there on you know, almost 99% of lateral elbow x-rays. Uh, and so I think that's what they're talking about. Um, but he did have a spur on the back of his olecranon, which correlates with the type of pain he was having, you know, pain at end range extension. And um, so that I think is, uh, I mean, we don't get cases like that every single day, um, you know, at that complexity level or not, I don't, I wouldn't say complexity, but kind of a drawn out and uh, delayed diagnosis, I would think with, with risk of, you know, getting surgery for yeah. something that's not really So you're able, you were able to uh, make it to where he didn't have to have surgery. <laughs> yeah. That, that's probably our most common scenario, uh, you know, avoiding mm -hmm. unnecessary uh, or inappropriate uh, surgery or, or, or other types of treatment. Um, yeah. It's very frequent that we'll get, I mean, we'll, we, uh, I mean, I don't know how often it occurs, but a lot of our requests are, oh, you know, I've, here's an x-ray. I wasn't, you know, they don't send us, you know, all their cases. It's just, oh, I, I took this x-ray. The patient may even not have symptoms in this area, but I see this uh, finding on the x-ray. Here it is. You know, what is this thing? And um, a lot of times it's, oh, you know, that's uh, an anatomic variant. Uh, it may or may not be causing symptoms, but, you know, it's not a tumor and it's a mm -hmm. uh, not an urgent finding, uh, but, uh, you know, maybe you need to follow up on it just to determine whether that's, uh, something that's symptomatic. So, yep. yeah, that it's, um, uh, it's, sense. uh, you know, my dad, uh, I don't know if you know this, my dad is a, well, he's retired now, but he's a medical radiologist or oh, was okay. a medical radiologist. Yeah. So I, 
we we have uh i think i was you know i have this gene or, or something you know, we love to just look at stuff and not talk very much um, <laughs> we don't like talking to people at the yeah. same time uh so he i remember i think i must have been in high school or grade school and we were just talking about what he does and he's like uh, one thing stuck with me. He said, you know, it's not that hard to find things on imaging. It's, you know, the key is what to do with it. You know, we, mm -hmm. and I'm like, yeah, you know, that's true. We all have the same eyes. Uh, I yeah. mean, we're all biased to some extent and maybe some of us see more than others. Uh, but he's like, no, no, that's, that's, you know, you can see it. Or once I pointed out, you know, anyone can see it, but uh, the, the trick is just knowing uh, what the appropriate thing to do is. So that's kind of been, you know, in the back of my mind. And as I kind of, peer through that lens you know yeah I, now do you give like if chiropractors are sending you reads do you help guide them a little bit on that like what you just said it, you, it's easy to find it but do you help give them a, if you do find something like maybe a, a couple next step options for them i it's changed kevin yeah. you know in, in our residency they they were very um, heavy on providing recommendations and uh, further imaging, uh, mm -hmm. who to refer to and stuff like that. Even on our board exam, it was almost required that, you know, every case we were tested on had to have some kind of recommendation. Yep. Uh, but I've peeled back a lot from that. And um, mm -hmm. part of it is because I, I think most chiropractors will know what to do. Yep. Um, and I don't want to make it sound like I don't think they know what they're doing. Um, yeah, that's you know, true. That makes you know, sense. so, uh, you know, I mean, it's a, uh, I mean, the best case scenario is, you know, I'm reading for a chiropractor who I know very well um, and I know what they know and I know what they don't know. And I would be able to say, oh, uh, there's an aneurysm. Uh, you should probably do something about that. Yeah. Uh, but most of the time, if there's an aneurysm, you know, I assume they, they're going to know what to do with it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but sometimes, yeah, I have to be a little more suggestive. Uh, mm -hmm. Our wording, uh, you know, as you know, has to be very careful. So, um so now, you know, I don't usually recommend too much. I mean, they can come back and say, oh, hey, Cliff, what, what is this, you know, thing you mentioned is, mm -hmm. do I have to do anything? And um, so I, uh, you know, only then, you know, I'll say, okay, yeah, that that's uh, actually something you should follow up on, but it's not urgent. You know, it's not an emergency, um, at least, you know, not for the patient. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. another thing I've discovered, you know, is it an emergency for you as a chiropractor? Okay. Um, maybe, but for the patient clinically, you know, you know, not so much. So, um, but you know, you can deal with it, uh, however you see fit. That makes sense. Now, do you get some chiropractors that send all of their reads to you, or is it just some that they have concerns or is it a mix of both? Uh, it's a mix of everything. Uh, yeah. I would, say probably most of the chiropractors I read for are uh, just send the ones they have concerns about yep. um, or uh, only the you know personal injury or, or work comp cases uh, are the ones they send so I mean we have uh, I mean I, I don't know maybe 10% of our clients I would say just send everything routinely um, and you know that's what I recommend if they ask me. Uh, I mean, I know it's it's very self serving at the same time, but I, mm -hmm. I I do think it's it's probably the best way to go. I mean, I mm -hmm. um, I don't imagine everyone can afford or you know it just won't work for every office. You know, mm -hmm. we'll we'll read everything the same way regardless if we get you know one a year from from yeah. that guy who doesn't know what MAS is or mm -hmm. or if you send us a hundred a month, we we read them the same way. That makes sense. You know, it's one of those things too where. Um, 
it's it's not as expensive. I got you don't have to go over what it costs, but it's not as expensive as someone would think. Um, obviously, if you're sending all of them, you you hope mm-hmm. you're getting reimbursed for that uh, as a chiropractor. <laughs> yeah, um, and so. <laughs> Can you speak to a little bit of what the process is? Like if a chiropractor is interested in making sure they're doing imaging, but they want to have uh, that security blanket of having an expert like you to back them up and give them that, you know, competence, essentially, uh, mm-hmm. what, is, what does it actually look like? Okay, they get the patient comes in, they, they, they take the x-ray, what does it go? How does it go from there? Sure. Yeah, so we have... Uh... Well, I mean, right off the bat, I'll say that, you know, we'll take whatever you can get to us. You know, we'll yeah. read whatever you send us. Uh, we just may charge you a little more if it's not in the format that we like. Yep. Um, but the, you know, the gold standard in, in medical imaging, so worldwide medical imaging is to have the, the image in this format called DICOM. And it, really, it's, it's just quicker for us mm-hmm. to read it in and I think clinically is better too, because we can easily zoom in and out. We can measure things. We can change the windowing. We can change the, the density and the contrast of the image very quickly. Um, and so that's our preferred uh, format of the image. Um, there's also different ways to send it. And we have uh, three different or two different platforms that uh, we can set them up on. And um, which once they're set up, it, the, uh, you know, literally is, I think is like three or four mouse clicks. So it shouldn't take you more than a couple of seconds to send a patient study over. And then we have it, uh, you know, assuming all goes well, we'll have it within a few minutes on our desktop. And um, so, it, and it's a secure uh, HIPAA compliant, um, you know, method for sending us very reliable. Uh, I don't want to say hundred percent, but it's uh, probably about 99% uptime uh, keeping it uh, running like that. So yeah, we, we do have a, uh, you know, different processes for to just to make it easy for uh, people to send stuff over to us. Uh, and of course, we will probably offer. Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I want to say this. We do offer a little discount if you do want to send. You know, what I would say a considerable number of of studies per month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And you know, I think there's a, a lot of chiropractors out that would send a considerable amount. And I think it's an, it's important to have that expertise there. And again. Um, you know, like, let's say it's, it's uh, private insurance or it's auto insurance. Obviously one pays more than the other typically, but do they cover, obviously they cover the act of doing the x-ray, but do they also cover the read of the x-ray in these scenarios? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, barring any, you know, weird denials or Correct. stuff like that. Uh, you know, the, the typical code, uh, um, you know, we don't do insurance. I think the code was seven, two, one, one, zero or mm-hmm. something like that for lumbar spine, two to three views. Yeah. Uh, if you bill that without any modifiers, then you're, you're billing for taking and reading the x-rays, mm-hmm. the technical and the professional component. Yep. Um, so typically you get paid, uh, I don't know, uh, let's say a hundred, I don't know if we're, let's not do fees. So yeah, no fees, but, but <laughs> I just wanted to, I asked the question kind of knowing the answer is like, uh, there's that technical and professional part of it, which mm-hmm. uh, it does pay for it, which is good, you know? And so it's not like in those, you know, obviously if it's a cash patient, then, then it's not going to happen. But in those scenarios, there is a code uh, for the read component of it. So that's good. 
Yeah, uh, it's not very much. In nope, case not you're wondering. Uh, the goal the is just to offset it a little bit. I, again, like you said before, it's it's not necessarily a money maker, but uh, it's either a cost of doing business or, like I've mentioned before, you know, like if you've got a really good sports practice where you get a lot of sports injuries, uh, then you may need the X-ray a, a little bit more than the other evidence-informed type of chiropractor that's not getting those, and so. Uh, mm -hmm. It could attract the fact that you have that and know how to and have the capability in your practice. You you could attract quite a few more new patients because of that. Yeah, I think so. And so that's the marketing part of it that I like is like, oh yeah, this is a great sports chiropractor. They've got great X-ray and they've got a great reader, Doctor Tao, and a mm. ton of competence and confidence and and doing <laughs> all that. My my kid sprained their ankle playing soccer. I want to go over and send them to my chiropractor to get the x-ray and, and all that versus, you know, cause I think a lot of times, you know, if your patient base, you know, knows that, then they might send to you versus to the orthopedist. Right. So, um, it, it could be a, a benefit for sure. Yeah, I, I think so. People, I, I think generally it's just more convenient, right. Yep. Everything under one roof. I own my space inside of a, um, it's like a big medical building. It's all kinds of medical providers. And we actually used to have an imaging center in here and mm. they had x-ray. Some of the MRI centers here don't have x-ray, um, but they had x-ray and we could access their servers the way they had it set up. And so, I mean, I could send the patient across the hall for an x-ray, get it back to me and, and all that. And it just, it was great. And then they moved. <laughs> so, oh yeah. That, that kind of killed that, but it was definitely useful for sure. So I just haven't, yeah. I haven't uh, done the a full remodel of where I would add a imaging suite in there, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. Mm -hmm. So what are, what do you think are some of the upcoming future next few, five years, 10 years, like what, what, what's on the horizon as far as imaging and, and, and certain things in your world? Uh, well, there's a, there's a couple things, you know, I, you know, I feel like the evidence informed crowd, I, you know, there's, you know, research or whatever you want to call it uh, coming out, but it's, you know, been coming out for a couple of decades now that is saying there's not no risk, but very little risk with, uh, X-ray imaging, uh, X-ray imaging in particular, uh, even CT, you know, as a higher dose. Um, but there is a, a particular in the you know mature skeleton. So you know, think about your patients that are over the age of twenty-five or something. Uh, it, yeah, I don't want to say no, but yeah, it's, it's extremely low level of risk. Mm -hmm. And so I hope, and I know this, this is self-serving as well, but, but hey, no, I good. hope, uh, you know, they use x-ray and don't be, you know, afraid to order x-rays because uh, you're afraid of the increased radiation dose. And uh, there is increased radiation dose, but it's a, a you know, minimal amount of, of radiation, uh, which, you know, we're getting all the time. Um, you know, there's terrestrial radiation, you know, mm -hmm. albeit being natural, uh, you know, cosmic radiation. Uh, if you fly, you know, transatlantic flight, you know, <laughs> we're all getting radiation all the time yeah. and medical imaging. Um, actually there was a, uh, I think it was in some big, I call it a big bad report. Uh, it's like this 400 page report on the the national uh, status of radiology or uh, 
uh, radiation imaging in the U.S. Uh, they do it every decade or so, so it's a pretty big report. And um, I think we all knew this, but you know, of all the radiation that you and I get uh, on an annual basis, I think it's like only 20% is from medical imaging. Hmm. Um, so 80% of the ionizing radiation we get uh, you know, as a population is from natural sources. Uh, only 20% is, is from medical imaging purposes. And so of course that's averaged you know, yeah. throughout the whole population. So you kind of have to put things in perspective. So, so that's one thing I think uh, hopefully you know, we'll realize that it's not as big of a deal to, to order uh, at least x-ray imaging um, and it, it, you could kind of extrapolate that to CT as well, even though it is higher radiation dose, generally, uh, anything under a hundred millisieverts, which is all medical imaging, uh, is considered, uh, very safe. Uh, I mean, if you get, you know, 10 CT scans within a span of a couple of days, okay, that's, that's probably not <laughs> that safe, but mm -hmm. hopefully you have a pretty good clinical indication. Uh, the other thing is that, you know, there's new imaging modalities, well, uh, relatively new. So uh, even with an x-ray, you know, they have these machines that can do, you know, regular x-rays that, that you and I are very familiar with, but they can also do these motion or fluoro type of studies, uh, you know, using the same machine. Uh, but of course, you know, they cost a little bit more, uh, but, you know, if those are, you know, worth having for your patients, and, you know, I think that would be just another thing to have under your roof and, you know, maybe something, you know, they can market because they're, I've never seen them actually in clinical use. Um, and there's other imaging too. Uh, you know, we recently, uh, I think it's about 10 years now, but, you know, we started reading these scans called cone beam computed tomography or CBCT. And they're like these little uh, small footprint. They actually take up less square footage than an X-ray machine. Uh, they're, pretty popular or most popular among the dentists mm. uh, you know, they use them for implant planning or whatever. Yeah. So of course, you know, you can see the jaw, but right up there is the cervical spine, particularly the cranial cervical junction. So, um, and they're not super expensive uh, to get. So, uh, you know, we read for uh, quite a number of upper cervical chiropractors who actually mm -hmm. have it uh, in their own office, but as a uh, evidence informed chiropractor be, uh, even beneficial, well, definitely beneficial for your patients, but even from a business standpoint, maybe to find a local uh, dentist that has a CBCT machine and work out, uh, I don't know, some kind of arrangement where you can send your questionable cranial cervical cases for, you know, imaging. And it's a, I like it because it's low dose, you know, and a patient does have to go to a imaging center and, and deal with it. Um, it pro it's probably going to be cash, but uh, it's a good way to, to look at uh, or get a better look at at least the osseous anatomy mm -hmm. up in that region. So no, maybe they'll be uh, they'll become more in, in common use in, as the years come. Yeah, yeah. Do you do anything with diagnostic ultrasound for like muscle tears and stuff like that? Uh, we do. Uh, I don't personally. I um, <laughs> it's interesting. My uh, my dad, you know, during my residency, he was. Uh, he's in Canada and Canada has a higher utilization rate for ultrasound. Uh, okay. And it's, it's a wonderful imaging technology. And mm -hmm. he said, you know, Cliff, you got to learn this stuff, you know, as a chiropractor, you know, you're going to be seeing all these soft tissue things, but no one really taught it or knew about it mm -hmm. at the, uh, at the time, you know, of my training wasn't that long ago, but we're talking yeah. early two thousands and I have books on it. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, it is still there. There's a couple books on musculoskeletal ultrasound, but no one taught it to me. And so I had to take a couple of courses myself, but it, 
it's too hard, Kevin. I couldn't learn. <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I, get, I get it. I get it. And uh, but we have guys. We have a, a yeah. team uh, of about nine or ten. But I think about five of them uh, will do musculoskeletal ultrasound. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Now I think that's something too. Like some sports chiropractors have looked into. Uh, I know an orthopedist that I have uh, that I work with. He's got one, and so I'll send over to them. It, it hasn't because it's obviously not cheap and you, you, you need a certain amount of utilization for it to make sense. And, and we just weren't there. Um, but I, you know, I could see some, some busy sports chiropractors utilizing it if they're dealing with a lot of muscular strains and stuff like that. So, yeah, well, we, we don't do a lot of them, but um, yeah. I see that as an up and coming modality as well. I, I think it's great. I, I wish I learned how to read them. <laughs> <laughs> never too late, never too late. Well, oh, Cliff, um, I really appreciate your your time today. How how can our audience reach out to you if they've got questions about this or they're interested in setting up a situation where they're sending reads to you? Uh, I'd love for you to provide them with your information. Oh, sure. Um, you know, they can email me, um, cliff at clifftowdcdacbr.com. They can call me, 714-876-1126. Uh, you know, I don't think there's that many cliff towels around. I think they could probably Google me and just find yeah, out could, all my personal could, information. So they, <laughs> they could do that. They can do that. I'll put all that information in the show notes as well. So they'll have easy accessibility to it. So um, I really thank you for your time today. I, I really wanted to dive into this because I've had some uh, members of our PM like asking questions about it and some of the concerns around, uh, you know, the, the competence you mentioned, right? And so this really solves a lot of that. So I thank you for your time and your competence today. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks for having me. It was great to chat. That is it for this week's episode, but before you leave, check us out at www.modernchiropracticmarketing.com for all kinds of free resources such as blogs and the podcast episodes. We've got online courses. You can check out the Chiropractic Success Academy there, which is an amazing online coaching system for you at a very affordable monthly rate. Uh, there's a free online course on the modernchiropracticmarketing.com website, so check that out. If you're interested in some one-on-one coaching, we can do that as well. We have all kinds of resources for you there, and we would also truly appreciate if you could rate and review this podcast if you're getting valuable information out of it. I can't thank you enough, and we'll see you next week.